Recorded live.
already put it on proper. And I am your host again, Apostle Robbie Stokes, with Let's Talk Sword. You know, today is going to be a day that we're going to talk, and it's going to be about business. So let's talk business. Let's talk business. When I say let's talk business, I'm talking about let's talk where we can learn to engage in business with one another. See, the thing is with let's talk sword, it's not just us talking about 
just ministry, but what about starting our own business, being an entrepreneur? A lot of times when we're looking to become an entrepreneur, the first thing we miss out is finding the right solutions and being able to start a successful business. So I am here with you not just as your host, but as your uh, strategic business consultant to consult you on how to start up your business. Even though I am a licensed realtor with Armatron and Associates, even though we may talk a little bit about real estate, but today's show is not going to be based on just real estate alone. It is going to be based on business, starting business one-on-one. Most of us may be looking to start a for-profit business. Some of us may be looking to start a nonprofit business. But overall, the same fundamentals that you would need would be the same fundamentals that you would need in either your for-profit or your nonprofit. Now, there may be some similarities and there may be some differences because when you're starting a nonprofit, now you really have to make sure that you're lined up with the government guidelines as well as the state, local, and national um, guidelines, even with being a for-profit. But like I said, there's going to be some similarities and there's going to be some differences in starting. So I want you to be very comfortable as we sit down and we talk about business. Let's talk business. Again, I am Robin Stokes, and I am your business consultant. And not just your business consultant, but a strategic business consultant. You know, with my background in business, with my BA, bachelor's degree in business management, I know that with that education, along with other experiences, starting up and running my own businesses, I'm able to help you and walk you through the different steps of business. Again, let's talk business. For profit, nonprofit, startup, and like I said, I am a licensed realtor with Armatrot and Associates. So even for those that may be looking to start in real estate, this is not going to be the day that I talk a lot about the real estate industry, but we will come back um, during another Thursday and talk strictly about real estate and not just buying and investing and selling real estate, but for those that may be looking to become a real estate agent, but you also want to make sure that you become a realtor. I know you say, what's the difference? Because when you're a realtor, you belong to the National Association of Real Estate Association. Real estate agents really just, merely just a real estate agent. They don't have any ethics or guidelines that they have to follow. But being a realtor, there are ethical guidelines and procedures that you have to follow. And not only that, to make sure that you're providing the right services for your customers and clients. Again, like I said, let's talk business. And I'm glad that you joined me. Now, what I need for you to do is I need for you to go ahead and get you a piece of paper and a pen. Matter of fact, you may need a notebook. I'm not going to give you a lot of information, but I'm just going to give you some information that can help you get started. And for those that may have already started or probably got a little lost along the way, I believe what I'm going to teach you on today is going to help you come about uh, that, that place where you may have felt like, okay, I just want to just give up and just start over. I don't know about you, but I remember that place because when I started my 501c3, I'll never forget throwing that application up under my desk. The application was so long. Not only was the application so long, it was also complicated. But until I began to understand the infrastructure and the outer structure of my organization, then I was able to put 
your things together. But you know what? I was not able to do it within my own at that time. See, God will, you know, God is funny. He always does things that it doesn't make sense. What he did was he had me help someone else sort of their 501c3. And through that challenge, I tell you, that's how I was able to set up my own 501c3. So, again, I need for you to go ahead and get a pen and piece of paper and a notebook because we're about to let's, we're about to talk about business 101. Let's talk business 101. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And I take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to go right into the first session of Let's Talk Business 101. But before we go into that break, I, it's going to be a commercial that's going to talk a little bit about real estate. And this commercial will help guide those that may be looking to buy or sell, or even an investor may be looking to invest, not in just properties, but maybe um, there's a pastor out there that's looking to buy a church or a pastor that's looking to buy investment properties to be able to have a transitional housing or to be able to have a maybe shelter or whatever the case may be. So go ahead and sit back, look at this commercial, and when we come back, let's talk business one-on-one. Again, not only am I your host, Apostle Robin Stokes, but I am your strategic business consultant, Robin Stokes. Let's go.
Welcome back. Again, I am your strategic business consultant, Robin Stokes, with Let's Talk Sewer. And before we went to commercial, I told you, we're about to Let's Talk Business 101. Now, I always I already explained to you that some of you may be looking to start up a for-profit or maybe a non-profit, but like I said, there are some celebrities and some similarities, and there are some differences when you're starting up your for-profit and non-profit. The main thing that we must understand before we start up our business is that our uh, incorporation, meaning our entity, meaning our business, that is the infrastructure of our vision, of our purpose, what we are trying to start want to make sure that that is incorporated because if that is not incorporated, all the work that you have put into your business will be in the drain. Why? Because somebody can come and snatch that name, and guess what? You will not only lose out on the name, but you will have to start all over. But before we get ready to talk about incorporating your entity, we're going to talk about the process because in everything that we do, there is a process, and in the process of uh, starting your for-profit and non-profit, meaning your small business or maybe a big business, it doesn't matter, it still requires the same guidelines. You want to make sure the first thing that you do is set up a governance board. The reason why you will want to set up a governance board, which is your board of directors and also your directors, is because now you're able to put together your articles and incorporation along with your bylaws. It is very important that you put together an article of incorporation and bylaws because that is what keeps the infrastructure of your organization or business intact and also lining up with the state and local and national um, people. So therefore, without those things, you're truly not really in a corporation because most of the time the state of Ohio wants to make sure that you have an article of incorporation to let them know exactly far as your board, who sits on your board, your directors, and also how is your organization, your business structured inside out. I'm not talking about your day-to-day activities, but I'm talking about how do you run your business as far as dealing with fundraisers, dealing with your accounting, dealing with running your business to where all the things that are inside your corporation is ran for the state and local legislations to make sure that things are in order. These are things that are incorporated inside of your articles and corporation. Also, it talks about members. If you're going to have members or if you're a membership or what are your members entitled to do, but mainly your board. What are the duties and responsibilities for the board of directors, for your, just not board of directors, but what about your officers? Because a lot of times, if we don't know exactly what our task and responsibility is, it's hard for us to really run a business. You need to know what your task and responsibilities is because it will help you run a successful, not only business, but maybe your organization or a 501c3 nonprofit. So as we go into this, not, I'm not going to even say that this is a training. I'm just giving you some wisdom. I'm giving you something that I think that will help you start your business for profit or nonprofit. 
And I believe that a lot of times if we start off with these nuggets, we will be able to form our infrastructure of our business, our company, um, organization, agency, um, any of those things um, to, to where it is running effectively, okay? So the main thing, like I said, we're going to talk about is our governance board. For you being the CEO, what is the CEO? CEO stands for Chief Executive Director. That is the individual that has the vision, that is putting the vision together for either their organization or their business. So that's why it's important that when you sit down and you put together your organization, you make sure that you have a vision. You make sure that you have a mission. You make sure that you have your um, objectives and your purposes. What is your values? What is your commitment? And the next thing that you need to make sure that you put together is your goals because goals and objectives really help you put together the purpose of your organization or company. So, therefore, you will be able to basically strategize and plan your organization to where that is run effectively. So you want to make sure, being a CEO, that you put together your vision, your mission. Well, what is your vision? Your vision is what God has given to you. Why do you want to do this? What would this bring? How would this be effective? Where would this take not only you but take others? Because when you know your vision, then you're able to put together your mission. Now, where am I going? How would I get there? Where would I get there? Who would I get there with? And how would I do this? Now you're able to put together your values. What are your values? Are you walking in integrity? Are you walking in honesty? Are you walking in accountability? Let me tell you something. In starting your business, the one thing is that you, I believe that it's very important is keeping not only your – you need to keep yourself accountable because if you don't keep yourself accountable or have others keep you accountable, you will fall out of line. See, having, having uh, the value of accountability is so important. Because being able to be accountable helps you stay in line in fulfilling your vision and fulfilling your purpose and your destiny. So you have to be accountable. You have to put people around you that will keep you accountable, that will keep you moving in your accountability so that you can walk in your integrity, so that your character will be able to reflect who you are and what you are presenting within your company or your organization. So as you put together your values, these are different values that you want to make sure you incorporate, not just name them, but walk in them. Because a lot of times, like for my for-profit for business, R&B Consultant Services, my motto is R&Bs know best. What do R&B know best? All we know is to do things, what, professionally. All we know is to do things, what, in a timely manner. Being accountable for all of our work. Being, walking in integrity. Being able to allow you to trust not only our work, but also that we will get the job done for you. So, therefore, there goes a motto. What is your motto? My other motto for my nonprofit is reach one, touch all. Uh-huh. Why? Because I'm trying to reach one. Because when you reach one, maybe I'm not, I may not be able to touch all, but because I reach one, somebody else may be able to touch another, then another, and then another. And guess what? At the end of the day, we're able to reach all. I wasn't able to do it by myself, but because I touched just one. So what is your motto? Your motto is what you stand for. Your motto is who you are. 
Your motto is what you motto is who how you gonna walk. And when people see you, they don't see merely just you, but they see you walking in your motto. Amen. Your commitment. How commit how committed are you in starting your business? How committed are you to make sure that your infrastructure is so sound before you just go out and start marketing your business? Because I'm gonna tell you this. If your commitment is not sound, I don't care how well you can market, your brand would not move far. Uh-huh. We're going to talk a little bit about branding, but not today, because your brand also sell you. What is your brand? Your brand is like your logo, your presentation. It's like the first impression is the best impression. So if you ain't trying to make a, a, your best impression on the first time, don't even try to brand yourself because people go by what they see. So you want to make sure you brand yourself so that when people see you, they see the best. They see professionalism, okay? Now, second of all, we talked about putting together the strategic plan, which is your purpose, your, I mean your mission, your vision, your values, your commitment, your purpose, your goals, and your objectives, okay? Then we're going to talk more about not only the governor's board, but also talk about your program development for your business or organization. But before we get that far, let's go ahead and talk about the startup. Is that okay? How do we start? How do we start this business that God has given us? How do we put it on paper? How do we take what's within us and put it on, on paper in order for it to come alive? Well, for me, what I did was I began to write down ideas. Like when God gave me the vision for Let's Talk Store, it was like just one day I was sitting in service, and after service I was just sitting in a sanctuary, and all of a sudden he said, you know what, I need for you to start a TV show, Let's Talk Store. Why? Because Sword, first of all, represents the word of God. But also what we learn and what we know is so important because it's to teach others, not to keep inside. So as I give you a sound word, I'm giving you a word of wisdom. I'm giving you a word of experience. I'm giving you a word to where I know that it works. Why? Because it worked for me. And not only has it worked for me, but most of the time, we don't, some of us have not even been to school. But by the grace of God, God has allowed me to get my bachelor in business science management as well as my associates in real estate and property management, as well as my master's in psychology of culture. And not only being a licensed uh, realtor, but also I'm a licensed managing cosmetologist. And also have other training and other certificates with the state of Ohio. So God has equipped me. He has equipped me not for me to be so equipped to where I cannot share it, but I'm equipped enough to be able to run my business as well as be able to give you some nuggets to help you be able to start and run your business effectively. So that's why I thought today Let's Talk Business one-on-one would be helpful to someone out there. Now, let's go ahead and begin. When we put together our strategic organization plan, like I said, we first want to go ahead and start with our mission. We want to start with our vision. What is our vision? What is the vision that God has given you to start this business? Now, for me, I remember back then, God gave me a vision to start a salon. And I remember I had a building. And this building that I had, the plumbing in the building was not there. Matter of fact, the sub pump was flooding the whole place. I didn't really have money to pay a plumber, 
So what I did was I began to save money. And what I did, instead of me having to pay a plumber, he said, if you buy the tools, I'll do the work and pay for the tools. So as I began to pay for the tools for him to be able to do the plumbing, as he began, we began to buy the tools, we began to buy the supplies, he began to put in the plumbing lines and all the good stuff to get the salon up and going. And I remember having this vision, having this dream about starting a salon. But guess what? I had some dream killers, too. I had people say, oh, how are you going to pay for the building? How are you going to pay for this? How are you going to pay for that? I didn't really know, but all I knew is that I had a dream. All I knew is that God showed me that I could do it. And guess what? Back then, I wasn't even saved. But down in my spirit, I just felt this voice tell me, keep going. But after a while, as I kept listening to these dream killers, I allowed them to kill my dream. I walked away from a building, a building that was given to me pretty much because I was renting a house, living in a house in the city of Cincinnati, and the landlord just had this building. And he said, you know, since you want to start a salon, I tell you what, since you've been a faithful tenant, I'll let you go ahead and use the building and wait. I'll, I'll wait for a year for you to have to pay me rent. Not even knowing the favor that God gave me up front. Because back then, I didn't know about favor. I didn't know about God like I should have. But guess what? I listened to my family, my friends. And they began to say, you don't have the money. You can't do this. You can't do that. So I allowed them to kill my dream. But you know what? I believe that it was in the purpose of what God had for me today, to come to encourage you and to empower you, to let you know, when God gives you a vision, do not let nobody kill your vision. Do not let nobody kill your dream. I know it may not seem like you may not have the money. I know that it may seem too big for you to do, but I'm going to tell you something. When it seems so big and it seems so huge and it feels like it's such a giant giant weight on your shoulder. Know that God is going to step in. But the thing is, you have to persevere. The thing is, you got to take the vision that God has given you and be able to walk it out. You got to be able to write it on paper and make it plain because God will bring it back. He will bring it forth because whatever he sent forth, it will not come by force. So do not allow people to kill your vision. I know that it may take a million dollars. I know that it may take a big building. I know that it may take many contractors and many developers to get it done. But if you believe the vision that God has given up to you, I'm telling you, God will do that thing. But you got to make sure that you continue to write the vision and make it plain. You got to make sure that you allow the vision to manifest from the pages. Sometimes you may have to get people that are even smarter than you. You may have to get people that you may not even be able to afford. But at the end of the day, if they begin to believe in you, I'm telling you, they will not walk away. I will never forget when I started my 501c3, my board member, he always sat with me. Every week he would have lunch with me. He would just sit there while he's grading or doing the work on his paperwork. He would sit there for hours. I would just talk about hands-on and power resource center. 
I would tell him about the vision. I would begin to make a claim. I began to even write up the articles and write down the bylaws. It felt like I was an attorney. But I began to research and, and, and told myself, okay, how can I put together an organization so that the infrastructure would be sound? That my board members would be people that not only want to invest in themselves, but people that want to invest in me, want to invest in others. See, you got to get people around you that are willing to invest in you, willing to listen to your dreams, willing to listen to your vision. Because at the end of the day, if they're willing to listen to your vision, then they're, they're willing to support you. See, sometimes you got to get people that sometimes is just smarter than you. You got to get people that may sometimes be further than you. Why? Because, first of all, they have the experience. Second of all, they don't really looking for nothing out of it. They want to see you blessed. They want to see you accomplish what you want to do. But at the same time, don't forget about those little ones either. Because those ones that may not have as much knowledge, they may also be a blessing to your organization. So please, be able to discern who. Now, during the process, I told you, it's very important for you to file with the state of Ohio. Now, those that may be listening, there's a filing process in your own state. I remember when someone called me and said, um, I need for you to come and set up on um, 501c3. Um, I went out to New Jersey, and I went there, and we began to set up the 501c3. Because in different states and different jurisdictions, they have different rules of regulation. Every state is not the same. So that's why you want to make sure that you investigate and see exactly what requirement your state requires for you. But at the end of the day, the same guidelines and the same articles, bylaws, uh, forms, and other um, disclosures that pertain to the infrastructure of starting up a nonprofit was still the same, even though you had to change just a little bit of the language in order for it to line up with, the, with your state. But it all lines up to where now they are successful 501c3. Not because of me, but only by the grace of God. God has graced me in that area. But I'm going to tell you, it took me, I'm telling you, maybe a year for my own. Because God wanted to make sure before I started helping other people obtain their 501c3 that I knew the ins and outs. That I knew exactly how to set it up to where it's following the state, local, and uh, the national IRS guidelines. Because at the end of the day, you want to make sure that your for-profit and non-profit is operating legally. That's very important. But again, during the process, like I said, you must start filing for your, um, through your state for your entity. That's what it is. Entity is your organization, your business, your agency, whatever it is, that is your entity. So either you're going to file an LLC or you're going to file a for-profit or a non-profit or an S-Corp or maybe a trust, depending on, or maybe a foundation, maybe a school or a charter. So you will have to know exactly what you want to start up. So the forms will, will actually walk you through that process. So when you begin to set that up, they're going to say they would need a articles in the corporation. That's why I said in the beginning, it is very important that you put together your strategic organizational plan 
which is your mission, your vision. And in your mission and your vision, that's where your articles and corporation and your bylaws is being created. That is where your conflict of interest forms is being created. There are the different forms of disclosures to be able to disclose to those that will work with your business, work with your organization, what their responsibilities and duties are, what they can and can do through the organization, how they need to represent the organization and not themselves. Because at the end of the day, how your organization and business is is represented is very important. So, That's why it's important that you put those things together. But the main thing is putting your board together. When you put your board together, you want to make sure that you're putting people on your board that are accountable, people that not only that you can count on, but people that are accountable, meaning that they will be able to make sure that they make the meeting. They come to every meeting. They're writing and they're putting together notes, and they are supporting the vision. They're not changing the vision. They're not changing the mission, but they're they're supporting the vision. They're supporting the mission. They're supporting the purpose, the goals, and objectives of your organization or business. If they're not supporting that, it needs to be one sound, one voice of that organization, one voice, one sound of that business. When they hear about the business, they need to hear about the business. So far as anything else, it's a conflict of interest. That's why you want to make sure before you do anything, what I always put together is a confidentiality disclosure. And that confidentiality disclosure allows people to know up front this business. Nothing personal. You may be my pastor. You may be my apostle. You may be my friend. You may be my sister, my brother, but guess what? It's business, and it's safe. It keeps everything in line. It keeps everything to where nobody is walking outside of their lane. When you have a confidentiality disclosure agreement, what it says is that they are disclosing that any information through words, through paperwork, through video, through audio, through sign language, is not to be taken out the content of going outside for others to take the vision to use it for themselves. Everything that you sit in this meeting and learn and do is within this company. So within this organization, A lot of times we don't put together that confidentiality disclosure agreement. Because in that confidentiality disclosure agreement, it talks about the information that is going to be first, meaning that this information is so confidential that it relates to not only the information that I'm giving you on paper, but these are my ideas. This is my vision. This is my knowledge. This is my resources. This is my partnerships. This is my intentions. This is my product. This is my purpose. This is my interest. This is the developing process that I'm sitting down sharing with you. So I am saying that if I furnish this with you as you sit and you say, I want to be part of your board, I want to be part of your organization, I want to be part of your company, That means that you would not take this outside of my business or my organization. 
So therefore, it's saying that I agree. I agree that I will not take what you share with me outside this company without you giving me permission. Any confidential information that you share within me, I will not share it to another person, to another party, without you giving me the right to do it. I hold this confidentiality information in like a secret within myself unless you give me permission to to put it out there. A lot of times we don't give this up front. We just begin to talk about our vision to people. We begin to talk about everything, but at the end of the day, sometimes you're talking to dream killers. You're talking to people that are really just trying to come and get the information. But one thing I always say is this, and I believe this so much. See, I may give you the skeleton, but God has given me the meat. And without the meat, the skeleton cannot move. Because I believe when Ezekiel was told to call forth those bones before the signal come on the skin, I believe that the bones were so weak that they couldn't even stand on their own. But it took the signal, the skin, to come. And then it took the breath of life to be blown into them in order for those bones to come forth. So what God has given to us, nobody can take away. But what can happen is hindrance can come and sometimes make you feel discouraged. They can begin to pray against you, whatever the case may be. I'm just keeping it 100. So that's why you got to be careful who you share your purpose, your dreams, your destiny with. Because everybody is not for you. Everybody is not going to sit down and cheer with you. So that's why those that you are putting within your business, your organization, your ministry, whatever the case it may be, you want to make sure, first of all, is this what God ordained? Is this who God say come? See, a lot of times we go after prestige, power, and people of faces. But don't you know sometimes God got somebody that's been sitting in the back that probably have not even been noticed, that God is going to use to help bless you. We overwalk our blessings sometimes. We overwalk those that God has already sent to help us, and we've been praying and praying, Lord, send me help. Lord, send those that can help my ministry. And then we have walked past them because they don't look like me and you. So let me tell you something. Don't get caught up in the looks. Don't get caught up in power and prestige because God will send somebody out the blue to help your vision and your missions come forth. So, again, I wanted to talk to you about that, that, that confidentiality disclosure form because, like I said, a lot of times when we're talking, no time do we bring that form forth. Amen? Now, let's talk about the board development organization infrastructure. Because I said as we begin to start putting together our entity with the state of Ohio, the state of Michigan, the state of New Jersey, the state of California, like I said, each state through the Secretary of State has their own guidelines. So when you get ready to register your business, which is your entity or your organization or your agency, you will go through the Secretary of State of your state. Now, they're going to ask for uh, articles and corporation with the, that gives the details of your business, of your organization. Sometimes people don't send their whole article. They may just send 
the provision. Or they may just write them in the, for purpose. Sometimes on the form they write for purpose inside of there. Or they may say see attached, meaning that you may put it on one sheet, two sheets, which just gives them an outline. Then you put together your bylaws. Your bylaws is really just a draft of your articles, but basically just like a summary. And that is something that's being a, a, a ministry. That is something you can also give your members, those that come and join your organization, so they know exactly how your ministry is ran. What is the mechanics of your ministry? What is the mechanics of the church? Who are who in the church? What are the different positions in the church, the auxiliaries in the church? What are the membership? How is that ran? What about the outreach? What about the other things that are in the church? We will talk about that um, at another time because I believe that that's a totally different segment in putting together our ministry, setting that up because it's a totally different segment of setting that up. But in your bylaws, that's what that explains, so that you don't always have to have a meeting with a member telling them about the church. In your bylaws, these things will explain in in just small words what it's about. It will give the fundamentals of what your ministry is about and what is your business about when you apply this towards your business. So when you put together that, you want to make sure that you have your articles and your bylaws put together. I'm not going to talk too much about the nonprofit because that's a totally different entity again. But I know with the nonprofit, when you do put together your articles and incorporation of your bylaws, you also want to put together a provision. Your provision for your 501c3 is the language. It's the language that lets them know that you will be a 501c3 organization that is working up under the state of Ohio and their guidelines and that it spells out what you will and will not do as far as the earnings and far as the, uh, what would go in and out. So that's a totally different segment. We'll talk about that another time. So I wanted to make sure that you know that that's why a lot of times people had to amend their entity, um, nonprofit, when they're filing for their 501c3 because if they're for purpose, maybe on the application, they don't put those provisions on there, the 501c3 provisions, or they don't add an attachment. So sometimes they may have to come back and amend it so that that language could be spelled out because what happens is the IRS, when they get your application, what they do is they go back to the state of Ohio or the, whatever state that you in, and they check how you register your entity. Is your articles, do they match what you have sent them? Do the language, the provision in your 501c3, is it lined up with the same language of the state of which your um, articles or incorporation is uh, approved through? So that's how they also obtain your approval for your 501c3, okay? Now, let's talk about your conflict of interest. The conflict of interest form is for every board member or every officer or every staff or every non-independent, um, you may have an independent contractor that's working for your business or organization. The conflict of interest form just is the form talking about that they have no interest in your business, meaning that they cannot go and share ideas or do side deals in your business name without your permission. So that's why that's another form policy that you want to make sure that you put together. And then we'll talk a little bit um, later on about the accountability board. That is a board 
most people don't even have within their business or organization. People may not have never heard of it, but this is a board outside of your board of directors that are that 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 is not biased. People that would not be just for you because they know you, but it will be people that sit on this accountability board that will look at the case and and decide if you're right or wrong, no matter if they know you or not. Because sometimes as board of directors, we can vote people out because we're trying to get them out in order to fulfill our own motive. So that's why you have to be careful who you put on your board. It has to be people that are trustworthy. It has to be people that are accountable. Even when you incorporate your entity with the state, you got to make sure that whoever you're allowed to incorporate, being, excuse me, make sure that incorporator that's on that entity is someone you can trust. Because at the end of the day, if y'all fall out or if y'all no longer working together, their name stays on that entity at the state secretary of state because they're the ones in the beginning that was the incorporator of that entity or your agents. Agents is nobody but those that will be able to accept mail or accept paperwork within your organization. So when you put different agents on that form through the Secretary of State, that's all they do, just to be able to accept mail, be able to accept different documentation on behalf of the organization. So anytime you're getting ready to incorporate your entity, you want to make sure that whoever you're getting to be incorporators or agents or people that you know, even at the end of the day, if they walk away, they will still have interest in your business or organization, meaning that they would not try to do anything that will damage you or hurt you. That's why it's very important on who you put on your board, who you get to be part of your organization. So we're not going to talk uh, much about that, but let me um, talk just a little bit about the board of development because I believe the board development is the main is the main process and putting together your articles, putting together your bylaws, and also knowing who you are as a CEO. Again, what is CEO? CEO stands for Chief Executive Officer. That is you. The person that created the vision. Now, some people don't use themselves as the CEO. They may use somebody else that they trust as part of they business or organization as the CEO. They just may be just listed as just the founder. So every CEO is not the owner of the entity or business, the entity which is the business or organization. Because a lot of times people don't want people to know that they're the founder, that they're the CEO. Because when people know that they're a the CEO, then if people know you, they feel like, okay, you will give them a break. So sometimes people don't even put them down as CEO or founder. So don't look at the CEO always being the founder of that business or organization. But what a the chief executive officer um, is responsible for, this is a, a very important role, okay? Because in this role, 
It's a management role. It managed the organization. It managed the organization. So what it does is it puts together the board administration and support system. It put it together so it knows how to support the organization, meaning supporting the operation and administration of the board through advising and informing the board members. Okay? Now, it also put together the evaluation of everything that is going to take place within an organization. Okay? Now, at the end of the day, this chief executive officer is the one who also has the vision, the mission. He put it together, but he gets the members and the officers on board with them. But his job or her job is to make sure that everything is ran effectively, making sure that the vision and the mission is ran exactly how it is printed, written, the infrastructure so that it can be ran effectively, okay? Now, the duties of the board of directors, these are those that are voted in as board of directors. Directors, meaning that they're members of the board. They also sit beside the chief executive officer, and they help plan. They help put together things with inside the business or the organization. The board of directors, or sometimes they're called trustees, they act on behalf of the organization, and it includes them dealing with fundraising, dealing with the membership, dealing with government, dealing with how the taxpayers and taxes are being paid out. They also um, fulfill the organization's legal accountability uh-huh, of operations to make sure that it's ran appropriately. Uh-huh. So they are charged to establishing a clear organizational mission formed by the strategic plan put together by the chief executive officer. Okay? Now, they also help interpret and represent the organization infrastructure so that they will help to, to help the members, meaning outside of the board, the day-to-day staff, day-to-day independent contractors or, you know, uh, employees, will, so that they know how to effectively do their part how they would effectively be able to obtain and be able to put together the task that is given up to them. So that's why it's so important, even as a board member, you know, quarterly or monthly, it is very important that you have a board meeting because in the board meeting you're able to strategize, you're able to put together these ideas, and in the beginning of starting, your business or organization, this is the time you're also putting, helping putting together the articles of the corporation that bylaws with the chief executive officer. Because at the end of the day, you have to vote. You have to vote on passing the articles of the corporation and passing the bylaws. So as you sit down and put together all ideas that's coming from the chief executive officer, as you sit down and put in even your ideas from what the vision is the vision that they're handing over. You're able to put it together to where it's going to 
make the organization successful. Not an individual success, successful, but the organization successful. Sometimes things may not sound right to some of the board members that the executive, uh, the chief executive officer may have said or put in. So they may vote, hey, I think we should change it to this way or change it to that way. Long as it's lined up with the vision and the mission, sometimes the chief executive officers, we have to also sit back and see what not only works for us or what may sound good for us, but what's going to be best for the organizational business. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. So now, I'll talk to you about your articles, the corporation. I talked to you about putting together your bylaws and your conflict of interest um, disclosures because these are forms of disclosure that's going to be needed when you start your entity through whatever secretary of state that you're in. And once you put all this together, now you're going to be able to be approved and you're going to be a legal entity. So then you want to go ahead and get your tax exempt number. Your tax exempt number is your identity identification number which identifies your business or your organization instead of being identified by your social security number. This identifies you as a business or organization, meaning either an LLC, S-Corp, a corporation, a nonprofit, a trust, a foundation, whatever the case may be, this is what identifies you. It's a 10-digit number, and at that time, because you are a legal entity, no one can take your name. Now you're ready because a lot of times what happens is we file our tax exempt number, I mean, excuse me, our tax identification number first, and if our entity is not approved through the Secretary of State, then we will have to go back and reapply for another number because once that name is occupied through your Secretary of State, you cannot obtain that name. So that's why it's important first to check to see if that name is available. And secondly, you must make sure that once that name is available, that you incorporate the different forms I just talked to you about, the articles, the bylaws, and your other conflicts of interest forms and disclosures. And then you're able to file all of that. So when you go back to do your tax identification number, all that is intact. Now you're ready to start running your business. Now you're ready to start running your uh, nonprofit or your for-profit business. Now you have all of the infrastructure things together. Now, I know you say that sounds like a lot. How do I put this together? Well, you can always contact R&B Consultant Services at 513-494-66, excuse me, 513-494-6880 or go to rbconsultantservices at gmail.com, or go to our website, rbconsultantservices.web.com. And we also work with nonprofits and for-profits to help put together their entity. But at the end of the day, I believe for those that may have started this process, those that are looking to start the process, or those that may be thinking about starting their ministry, because even to start the ministry, you have to still go through this process because you want to make sure that you are a legal entity, a legal nonprofit, operating up under the state guidelines, because at the end of the day, you want to make sure that your organization, your business, your agencies, your ministry, whatever it is that you are starting up, is operating legally 
and operating strategically so that the, your infrastructure of your organization is effective. And so that at the end of the day, you won't have to go back and redo all of this. If you do this from the beginning, because a lot of times we just go and get business cards, just go create a logo, and then just use the name, and we're not even incorporated. When at the end of the day, some dream killer can say, oh, I like that name. Hey, let me use that name. And then you done already been known about this name. People call you by not your name but your business name. And when you get ready to go and incorporate it, guess what? Somebody got your name. Now, that's just a waste of time, right? So I believe that as I've educated you on starting up your business for profit and nonprofit, I believe these are the fundamental steps. These are the most important strategic steps in starting up your business or starting up your ministry for profit, no nonprofit organizations, agencies, business, because without this, I'm telling you, it's going to be hard. Now, let me just give you some other um, nuggets that I think that will help you. Now, remember I told you that you're going to also have officers of the board of directors. Let me tell you, you get your secretary, your treasurer, and your administrator. What does the secretary do? Well, the secretary responsibilities keep records, meaning that it keeps the minutes. It keeps everything that within the organization is doing. So every board meeting, every meeting that you may have inside or outside, the secretary keeps notes so that at the end of the day, when it's time for you to put together your minutes, when it's time for you to come back and relate to different situations, these minutes, these notes will be able to help your organization line up appropriately and that you will not be able to um, be lost in anything that you have done or said. Also, it oversees. Also, they oversee, like I said, in taking the minutes during board meetings. Uh huh. They also help send out meetings and announcements. They really kind of like your assistant. They stand beside you to make sure that everything, when it comes administratively, you know you have the person that works in administration, which is um, in part of your employees or part of your staff, that is your administration. But the secretary also works close with the administration so that they are also be lined up with the things that are going on within the organizational business. Now, you also want to make sure that your secretary distributes every copy of things that you will have them to do so that everybody will be informed on your board. They will know what's going on, maybe sending out an email, sending out, I don't know, right now, people doing text, people doing that, so you can pretty much any correspondence that work for your organization but at the same time, keep the secretary in front of you and with you so that just in case if you forget something for an agenda, for a meeting, for anything, I'm telling you, they will be able to help keep you in line and keep everything for the paperwork intact. So you want to make sure that they're able to corporately maintain good records, good logging and notes and things so that it will help the infrastructure of the organizational business together. So anytime you may get audited, anytime that anything may happen where you may need a copy of something or just notes of something, they will be able to give you that information and you will be able to obtain the correct information so that you would not be audited, you would not just get into trouble that you wouldn't don't even need to get into, okay? So it's good to have a good secretary beside you as well as your treasurer, those that is a financial advisor, a financial accountant. 
to keep account of the money. You also have you a, a CFO, which is a chief financial officer, which may be uh, outside of your treasure because they will actually farm for the taxes, keeping the monies coming in, they're like the board, your chief FO, um, CFO, they're part of the board. So, but your treasurer is like within, in, as, as a member of your board. And then again, like I told you, your administrator, which is the day-to-day, that keeps the task, keeps the things day-to-day, your administrator is good to have a good administrator. Let me tell you, if you got the gift of administration, that is the best, one of the best gifts you can have because you need administration in your ministry. You need administration in your business. Administration is so important because it falls in the category of organizational support. Uh-huh. It helps with clerical duties, coordination, programs and things, and helping keeping everything intact for us, the meetings, the annual reports, the annual programs, everything uh, within the infrastructure of the organization that works alongside with the secretary, but also the board members and the board itself to keep the organization ran effectively for the database, the updating, the booking, all of that keeps the, the, the mail going out, keeping the, the marketing, keeping though you have your marketing department, you have your program department, but the administrator also is part of all these departments because the administrator is the one who keeps everything in place, making sure that everything is going out in a timely manner, everything is set up to where that is moving effectively so that if anybody kind of missed a point, she's able to go directly to that person in that head department and be able to say, okay, these are the things that we need. We're out of time or we're in time. It's not that she's or he's taking over their job, but she's, he or she is just informing them, okay, this is what we receive, this is what we need, this is where we go, going, and this is where we are. So it helps keep everything within infrastructure just sound, okay? So this is a high-level responsibility um, because, like I said, it falls in the category of organizational support, administrative and clerical and, clerical and project, uh, project coordination. So as an administrator, you will be just tackling all these tasks. So you want to make sure whoever you have in that area is a very good administrator because they will keep things in order, okay? All righty. So as we continue, we just move right along. I have a couple more minutes. I know we're learning something. I know I've given you something. I know that between... Um, now and maybe a couple weeks you will be up and going or may have called R&B Consultant Service to help you move through your business. But at the same time, I believe that this um, segment of the show is really helping those beginning to be encouraged again, ready to start forth what God has given them again. Because a lot of times people get discouraged us. People can make us be frustrated because they say, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that or this is too big or how are you going to get the money to do it? Let me tell you something. Those are words of um, doubt. Those are words of discouragement. You can't listen to that. Whatever God has given to you, and if you got it in your spirit, and you got it within, I don't care how hard it seems. I don't care how long it seems. I don't care how much it may take. 
You have to keep on moving. You have to keep striving for that dream. You have to you have to be able to um, uh, incorporate the things that you need. Sometimes it's that. Sometimes you're all just to get it going, just to get things going. Just like, if I can be honest with you, like, let's talk sore. You know, this is something, it's going to be better. It's going to be even greater, you know. But when God says start something, he says start it. Now, he made it, he made it not easy, but he made everything fall in place. Jovell Production was already in place to help do the marketing, help do the taping, help do the things that we're doing now. And God is perfecting it every day, every time, every day, every, every week, something else is coming in. And I believe that God is going to even move us to other um, TV stations and other um, radio stations so people can be informed and equipped and empowered and educated and just the things that we talk about in business and ministry and entrepreneurship. So just like I stepped out on faith, you have to step out on faith. It may not seem easy. It may not seem like it's going your way. You, you know, when I thought of this, all I thought about that I was just going to be the host. I didn't know that some days I would have to come and set up. Some days I will have to set up the lights. Some days I will have to set this up. You know, see, it's all about how you start. How you start. How you start will determine how you end. Are you willing to incorporate time? Are you willing to incorporate money? Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to cry some days because days don't seem like it's going right? Are you willing to say, you know what, God, I really don't know. You got to really, really encourage me some more because I ain't feeling encouraged about this thing. Are you really ready to persevere through to reach your purpose, to reach your destiny in your business, in your ministry, whatever entrepreneur um, and spirit that God has given you to start up? You know, when I started up, my consulting company never knew that God will help me even to be able to consult people in ways that I didn't even go to school for in most cases, but he gave me the wisdom. He gave me the knowledge and understanding to get different training and certifications and be able to volunteer in some places just to get the knowledge. So I'm able to be here today to educate you through this. A lot of times people say, well, we just thought you was a preacher. We didn't know that you did this. We didn't know you did that because you never, ever tithed what you did. Because at that time, it wasn't time. But I believe it's time to educate you. It's time to empower you. It's time to equip you so that you will be able to engage and involve into your purpose and destiny, in your ministry, in your business, or whatever entrepreneur and, um, and, um, experience that you want to experience in. And I believe that if you begin to believe in yourself, Begin to speak those things, though not as though they were. Begin to walk by faith. Begin to speak to your money, to your income, and tell your income, you know what? I need you to do this. I need you to go here. I need you to go get these people to help in what I'm trying to do in my business or ministry endeavor. You got to begin to speak to your vision. Speak to your mission. Speak to your purpose. Speak to your destiny. And know that when you begin to speak, life will, allow, will, will become forfeited. And you will be able to go into the things that God has given unto you. Now, I know that today 
it was something that I said to you to help you for that you will begin to even start incorporating the main things that you need so that your infrastructure of your business or your organization or your ministry is sound. Because a lot of times, like I said, we go and just get a business card, just go create a logo, and that's it. Let me tell you something. Branding is very important. When you begin to brand, people will know you by your brand. People will know you by your brand. People will know you by how you start. Some of us started. Some of us didn't finish. Some of us gave up because the money wasn't coming, because the business was slow. Let me tell you, go back. Pick that thing up and pray and ask God for direction and show you which way you need to go, who you need to have on your team. You know, a lot of times when we begin to pray, we don't ask God for divine connection, divine relationship, divine financial breakthrough, divine wisdom, divine infrastructure. We just ask for the basics. When we begin to put divine in front, then we're calling Jesus in and saying, God, if this is not you, don't even bring them on my victory. If it's not you, don't even bring them in my presence. Because the thing is, we have to be careful who we connect to. Because either they can keep us down or they can take us to the top. Like I said, I love being around people that are smarter than me. Why? Because they're taking me to another level. And then I'm able to take those, not beneath me, but those beside me, as well as those that may not be as smart that I may be, bring us up to another level. See, I'm not afraid to surround myself around those that have made it. I'm not afraid to surround myself around those that are successful. Why? Because I don't allow intimidation to take me. Why? Because I know who I am, and I know who God called me to be and created me to be. So sometimes we got to surround ourselves around those that can help push us and breast us into our purpose and destiny. So, again, I thank you for joining us with Let's Talk Business 101. And I am your strategic business consultant, Robin Stokes. And I know something that I said here today about starting up your business, your organization, your ministry. What we talked about First of all, putting together a confidentiality disclosure agreement. That is something to disclose to anybody that you're talking to about your business, your vision, your mission, with ideas, information. Come on now. Anything. Because what it does is it protects you. Even though we don't worry about it, because we know that what God has given to us can no man take. But at the end of the day, it's wisdom. Because a lot of times, People will try to steal it. People will try to take and do what they want to do with it. But at the end of the day, like I told you, you can have the skeleton, but I got the meat. And you need the meat on the skeleton in order for it to move. But we learn also about starting up our entity, which is our business, our ministry, our organization, with the Secretary of State within our state. And the different components that is very important that we have before we can register, first of all, making sure that the name is available. Second of all, incorporating and putting together our articles of incorporation and bylaws and conflicts of interest forms and other forms and disclosures that will help your organization be sound 
and that you're able to operate up under your state and local and IRS guidelines. And then now you're able to obtain your tax identification number in order for your organization, business, or, or entity to be able to be recognized by that number. And again, I talked about the accountability board, those that can sit and hold you accountable, those that just in case that the board of directors or things get out of play, you got some people that can come and bring things back and not just working on your interests but working on the interests of the organization. I know that I said something to you today that is going to help and push you towards your purpose of destiny. I even talked a little bit about being in real estate, and I told you I'm going to talk about that in another segment because I'm going to teach you not just in buying or selling or becoming an investor, but for those that may be looking to obtain a real estate license. Because for me, it wasn't easy. And with real estate, they say it's to be sold, not told. But when you got somebody that's willing to educate you and empower you in that area, you are lucky somebody. So I think on today, I've given you some wisdom nuggets on starting up your business. And I believe that if you follow these guidelines in the process, in the beginning, and you may get with other business consultants or other companies or attorneys to even help you get through, but we're also available for you. R&B and consultant services. Again, our number is 513-494-6880. R&B, Consultant Services at gmail.com, or you can go to the web, R&B, Consultant Services.web.com. And again, I thank you for joining us on Let's Talk Stories. And I am not only your host, but your strategic business consultant, Let's Talk Business 101. Until next time, now I need for you, to come back next Thursday, join us, 6.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next Thursday, May the 3rd, we're going to have an awesome guest speaker, our very own Dr. Kelly Hawkins High. And she's going to come on and talk about women and how they're able to overcome in ministry and leadership, how they're able to push forth in not just ministry, in leadership, but in business. So make sure you join us again next Thursday, May 3rd, 6.45 Eastern Standard Time. And our guest is Dr. Kelly Hawkins High. Evangelist. She is an evangelist and she's a pastor. And she's a good friend. And I'm and I cannot wait to have her on. But until next time, thank you for joining us on Let's Talk Soar. Again. Not only am I your host, but I am your strategic business consultant, Robin Stokes, with Let's Talk Business 101. May God bless you and keep you. But before I close, let me pray with you. It may be somebody out there that may not know Jesus. It may be somebody out there that's just saying, Lord, I need you. Lord, help me. I don't know which way to go. You may even be sitting in a club, or you may even be doing something that you know you may not be supposed to be doing. Or you know what? You may not be doing nothing at all. You you know what? You may just want Jesus because you know that's the best thing that you can have. Go ahead. Confess with your mouth. Confess with your mouth. Open your heart. Come on. And just confess that he is your Lord and Savior. Confess. Know that he died for you. He died for me. You know, 
go ahead and just repent. I know it's hard. I know you can't do it on your own. But if you would just open up your mouth and just say it. Allow God to move you. Allow God to move you out of that place that you're in, that place of darkness, that place of worry, that place of disappointment. All you have to do is trust God. All you got to do is believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. Believe in your mind, your spirit. Believe in your whole being that he is Lord. Believe that he will, he will come and take you out of the place you're in. It may not be overnight that you will be a turnaround one, but he will come to you right now and give you that peace and give you that joy and give you that second chance. You won't have to wait until you get it all together because you ain't going to be able to do it. You're going to need his help to do it. I know I did. I know I couldn't do it. I know I needed his help. I couldn't do it alone. But when I stepped back and said, Lord, let your will be done in my life. Lord, I can't do it without you. Lord, I need your help. Lord, as I repent, as I turn from my wicked ways, as I turn and trust and lean on you, Lord, not only did they tell me, but as I began to read your word, you said you would never leave me nor forsake me, that you will always be with me to the end. And, Lord, that's all I got to hold on to. So I say this to you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And he will always be with you even to the end. Now go ahead and praise God. You are saved. Now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, touch them. Lead them into the right place. Lead the right men and women of God in their life. So, Lord, that they can help, oh, God, they can help, oh God, them to be able to walk in their purpose and destiny. So they will be able to lead them to your word. They will be able to lead them to you in relationship, oh God. God, that you will help them, oh God, find those, oh God, that can teach them, oh God, your word. As they teach them to lead in you and lead on your word, the Holy Bible. And, God, that they will be able to be equipped and able to walk out in their purpose and destiny. Lord, help them. Take them out of a place of darkness. Take them out of a place of discouragement. Take them out of a place of frustration. Even for those that have dreams, oh, God, that they feel like have been crushed or feel like they no longer want to to fulfill them. God, in the name of Jesus, let that life, let that fire be rekindled. Let that fire be reunited, because God has not went out. God, in the name of Jesus, as I speak, the name of Jesus, let that fire rise up so that even they can walk in their purpose and destiny, so that business that they started, oh God, that they felt like died has been resurrected. Even their ministry, that they felt like giving up on their ministry, that they felt like you didn't call them to the ministry that you even, they felt like that it wasn't you because of financial barriers or because those that have walked out. God, resurrect their ministry in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. Oh, God, we give you the, 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 oh, God, we just thank you. Oh, God, we thank you. Until next time, I'm glad that we are here in Jesus' name. For those that are with us, thank you again for joining us on Let's Talk Soil. And I am not only your host, but your strategic business consultant with Let's Talk Business 101. 
May God bless you. And again, join us next Thursday, May the 3rd, 645 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And our guest is Evangelist Dr. Kelly Hawkins-Hyde. God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Goodbye.